This is Brian from the soon-to-be champion Skybusters, and you are listening to Josh and Gar on the Hidden Oaks Overdose Football Fix on Spotify. All right, soon-to-be champion Brian, today is Tuesday, December 28th, 2021. Tonight's show is brought to us by Panic Man Walters. The man has bought out the whole show. He'll be sponsoring the show from top to bottom, except for where we have other sponsors, of course. But uh, thank you so much, Panic Man Walters. We'll talk a little bit more about him later. But let's hop right into the show, and I reckon we're feeling a little bit uh, happier than we are Rocky today, because today's a good day. So, Walters, Happy us in, pal. Welcome to the Hidden Oaks Overdose Football Fix with your lovely hostesses, Garlic Johnson. We're going to need to take a break here while I change my pants. And Josh Mitchell. Sitting here undefeated in everything I do, except fantasy football. No, I'm not allowed to handle grants. <laughs> not after last time. <laughs> not after last time. And now, ladies and gentlemen, Garlic and Josh Thank you, Walters. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Hidden Oaks Overdose Football Fix Podcast. I'm one of your lovely hostesses, The Garlic Johnson, and <laughs> literally right before the show started, our other lovely hostess that always joins us. That's um, me! Oh, okay. Well, uh, you want to say hi, folks, since you didn't say that yet? Hi, folks. All right. Uh, if you want to chat with us about football or anything else, you can join our Discord channel. Of course, most of you listening know about that by now. Anchor.fm slash hoodpod is where you can leave us voicemails at hiddenoaksoverdose at gmail.com is where you can leave us emails. You're about to see a brand new champion and some new league history uh, crowned at hiddenoaksoverdose.com. I'm sure Josh will get to it in uh, four to six business months from when the championship has concluded, so be on the lookout for that. Uh, segment start times are down in the description below per use and uh, thank you at Levi Oki Illustration for all the beautiful art that you people can see and some art that you people can't see yet but uh, Carl and Bear is responsible for it all so if you want to check them out at Levi Oki Illustration on Instagram Josh how we doing? good how are you Gar you know I would say I'm doing dandy pal I would say I'm doing quite quite well Good. Moving is, in. No. Is this, this going to be the whole pod? Just, yes. No. I'm just waiting for you Bad. to go on that freaking loud ass, high pitched. How you doing, folks? I'm going the championship. Woo! Well, Josh, how many championships are you going to this week, pal? One. Yeah. And are you going to win it? Yeah, it's the best ball league. Been playing a man down since all my kickers are on IR, but I don't need them because everybody else in that league is a bunch of scrubs. All right, and uh, how much money do you win if you win that league? Oh, you know, it's 100% pride. <laughs> well, so, but you're winning all the pride, 100%. No one else will get any pride. You get all the pride proceeds? Yeah, yeah, no, I do. And, and so I'm just going to go right back and... Um, Probably just throw that pride on the ground and go, not in my America. Will you Trump. will you maybe reinvest that pride somewhere? Where do you think you can get your best pride returns from all the pride you'll win from the league? Um Bitcoin. Okay. What's um, the what's the pride to Bitcoin conversion rate? Uh one Bitcoin is equivalent to half a pride. Okay. Alliance. Right. Oh, Shit. damn it. I'm looking at the conversion charts. Pride Alliance, not pride that I'm winning. So scratch that idea. 
Okay, that's a, I'm sure that's a little uh, improv rabbit hole we could go down for the next 20 minutes, but we will keep moving. I'm sure we uh, bring up Shrootbox and Stanley Nichols eventually as well. But uh, yeah, I'm in a championship. Josh is not. Josh, did you have at least a Merry Christmas? Neither, neither of us put anything in the chit-chat, but I mean, since last pod, Christmas has happened. Was your Christmas merry? Yeah, Christmas Eve. I, uh, I tried to keep the tra- traditional life of going to a movie, so I went to see Spider-Man by myself. Um, first time I've done that, um, just so happens that, uh, Monticello has zero people that are interested in any movie. So I got the pick of the seat. I got my ticket at noon and I went to the three o'clock showing. So yeah. Um, and it was like the opening week still. So I was just like, yeah, you know, Monticello ain't too bad. Uh, not to mention I got in there for less than 10 bucks, including my candy and my ticket. So it was good. Yeah, that new Spider-Man movie is a doozy. We won't ruin it for uh, potential listeners out there, but it's uh, it's a pretty good Spider-Man yeah, movie. No, I'm I'm going on Friday to see it with Nikita again. Oh yeah, I've seen it twice already as well. It's it's that good, folks. Um, and my Christmas was merry as well. But we'll keep her moving, Josh, because we I wanted to spend as much time as possible uh, talking about my championship game. And I'll be damned if I small talk about Christmas is going to ruin that for me. So let's keep her moving into the fantasy zone. How's that sound, pal? It sounds fine, Gar. Josh, uh, who brings us the fantasy zone? Skybusters. The soon-to-be Hidden Oaks Championship runner-up, Skybusters. <laughs> Glad to see Josh is uh, backing me up on this. But thank you, Skybusters, for sponsoring this segment, as you have all season long. Josh, we normally go through our food sponsors, but since Walters was kind enough to do the whole show sponsorship, he was uh, he decided to include all the other sponsorships as well, which uh, comes in like a little package deal. Um, so we have to feature Ryan Walters. He's a person. We're featuring him as a snack. Ryan Walters is a delicious little treat. He's a tall glass of uh, water, if anyone's ever looked at him before. Ryan Walters, very handsome. But Josh, you happen to be snacking or drinking on anything over there that isn't Ryan Walters? Um, I had a couple of those, you know, those Christmas cookies that have like the chocolate star and the sugar cookie and and you know i had a couple of those just a couple minutes ago and then i have a drink that i'd like to just dub the name of uh a lemon nipple um is half lemonade half sprite 100 percent delicious gar what are you snacking on Ooh, josh i happen to have a small bag of uh oreo minis over here i'm not sure i mean a lot of the times with these snacks i will bring them and then just never eat them because they're too crunchy or they're too inconvenient or whatever else but um the bag is sitting here next to me and then i of course as always have uh some beautiful sink water whether it's from my bathroom in detroit lakes or from my bathroom in blaine currently we have blaine sink water some would say the best bathroom sink water i am Sitting here, one screening it again. We're we're uh, we're uh, struggling. Oh yeah, who's just stealing the internet from? Uh, my phone. <laughs> this is okay. this is brought to you by a mobile hotspot currently. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Q from Walters. I don't even want to read this question. I mean, I'm sure it'll hurt your feelings because you're a big fan of them, but also with the uh, the various sponsorships, one of them is to um, you know get featured as a snack and get a very special dedicated question that we'll sit here and talk about for a little bit. So obviously, James Robinson, Achilles injury. Um, Achilles have been pretty serious for football players over the years. Travis Etienne is destined to come back for 
Jaguars next year. James Robinson, obviously, uh, I think he's only on a four-year deal because he's not a first-round pick. So basically, it's does Travis Etienne take the job forever, and does James Robinson become relevant there or anywhere else? Um, but to, and to ask the question succinctly, is James Robinson fantasy career no longer relevant for the rest of time? What do you think, Josh? Um, I guess it's hard to say just because the uh, the Achilles injury is the Achilles heel of the skill positions. Um, and so it's kind of, excuse me, um, it's hard to say just because a lot of the injuries that they looked at were previous. I think Marlon Mack is going to be the best kind of um, person to watch and how he does. Obviously, he didn't do much this year, but he has this guy on his team named Jonathan that's pretty good. Um, so wherever Mac goes next year, if he starts to kill it, um, hopefully James Robinson's able to do that. But he's not going to be relevant at all next year. Um, and so moving forward, who knows? Odds are it's not going to be pretty, especially I don't think it's going to be in Jacksonville. Maybe him and Minshew will hook up somewhere and uh, lead Detroit to, you know, back-to-back-to-back Super Bowls in a few years. That'd be pretty sweet. I mean, yeah, I'm pretty – just based on how I watch the NFL absolutely just churn and churn through running backs, uh, I would have to – I don't even think it's that hot of a take, especially with the Achilles injury, but I'd have to say James Robinson. Uh, James Robinson's fantasy career um, will not be relevant for the rest of the time, especially like I think when Walters was posing and he was talking about like in, in a dynasty startup draft, where would you take James Robinson, if at all? And honestly, if there was a dynasty startup draft today, I don't know that I would take James Robinson because I think he will be that. Um, I mean, depending on how deep the rosters are, sure. But um, I don't know if his fantasy career will be relevant again. So, yeah, I mean, I'll, I'll definitely take the, the harder stance that, you know, unfortunately for him, obviously cool guy, obviously had that cool rookie season. But uh, I think that his fantasy career will never be relevant again. So now my big question is, is did Urban Meyer kick him in the Achilles at some point during the season? Oh, probably at least thrice, dude. All right. Damn him. Um, yeah, I guess I didn't even see the extent of the Achilles. I don't know if it was a full Achilles like tendon rupture or if it was just a partial tear. So that's probably something else that plays into it. If it's just a partial something, yeah, I'd say one one. You know, in, in a startup draft is fine. Maybe one two if the first overall pick is stupid. But uh, yeah. Gotcha. All right. Uh, I think we've uh, satisfactorily answered that question, so we will move on. I uh, didn't get any. I tried just to throw a last-minute thing out there, which I knew would probably fail, but Gridiron Gossip, I just asked, because I know there's probably, because, I mean, Connor's in there, and he's in a ship. Brian's in there. He's in a ship. Obviously, I'm in a ship. I don't know if Derek's in any ships off the top of my head, but there's plenty of people out there who are in that that are going into ships this week, and I tried to ask them, um, do you do anything different for championship weeks? And Josh obviously didn't answer in text. Do you have a chance to answer now? You've been in plenty championships before and uh you're in the best ball one this week although there's not much you can do for that league but generally when you find yourself in a fantasy ship um do you do anything differently that week do you find yourself paying extra attention or do you are you just operating business as usual kind of so you don't want to upset the mojo well i think uh just you know kind of a close circuit to you right now um i would just say that to really get inside brian's head you should drop all your players and just say, I don't need my team to beat you. Okay. Um, and then, uh, you know, week or the day before the games, pick up just random guys. So maybe six or seven quarterbacks, um, five or seven running backs, you know, fullbacks, seven tight ends, half a defense, and then a punter instead of a kicker. And then you just kind of trot them out there and then using your commissioner magic, go in there and adjust the score so you win like the cheater you are. Okay. Uh, okay 
All right. Thank I'm you. Thank you um, for no, your answer. Not, not in all honesty, I don't think that I have a whole mental process. Obviously, I'm great at losing in championships too, back to back in the uh, VS League. Haven't ever lost in the championship in Hidden Oaks um, or in the Dynasty League, but you know, it's um, small sample sizes for those. I guess I did it the first year in the Hidden Oaks League. Never mind. That's a lie. Um, but uh, I try to forget anything in which Jesse beats me. So um, we'll leave it at that. Um, but yeah, I don't think that there's a whole lot of difference. Obviously, you just want to make sure that you have a full roster and you don't trot somebody out there who's not playing Walters um, and kind of go from there. All right. Well, obviously, I can't divulge any of my secrets because Brian is currently listening astutely. Josh, you had a massive poll and it looks like it got some votes. When I last checked, it was pretty lopsided. But do you want to talk about your poll and the results? Yeah, so I figured this would be a fun little game um, for us to play. It's you know which wide receiver would you, which wide receiver would you take? Um, and so we only got two with votes, but I want to go through and see if you could guess which player they are. Um, and so I will have a disclaimer: two of the ones on here are not full sixteen season games, um, but their stats had been adjusted to make it so. Um, they were still in the double digits for games. But and then just taking the averages and conferring with Reddit to make sure that it was accurate because math. Um, but a 111 receptions, 1632 yards for 17 touchdowns in 16 games. We had one vote for that. Uh, Gar, do you think you know who that is? Uh, not off the top, no. Okay, okay. Um, we will leave that um, going. The only person to vote for him is Walters. Uh, B 122 receptions, 1848 yards and 15 touchdowns. Any any guesses? Josh, I'm just going to go ahead and not guess for any of them because that would be a waste of everyone's time. Okay. Um, C, another one with no votes, 122 receptions, 1,964 yards, and only five touchdowns. D, 108 receptions, 1,761 yards, and 25 TDs. That one got six votes. E, 100 receptions, 1,881 yards, and 10 touchdowns. Um, I guess I know you voted for D. That's the one that most people voted for. Um, did you... Like, if you were to rank them in any order, A, B, like D, and then two, three, four, five, do you have any uh, gut reactions to that? I mean, I'd probably go D, B, A, D, B, A, E, B, or E, C, just following, I mean, pretty much following the touchdowns. Okay. So, yeah, kind of like you feel like the touchdowns are the... Uh the big deciding factor you're not too much into the whole receptions and yeah i mean the receptions they're all within what is that 14 or no sorry 22 is the range in receptions which i mean is somewhat relevant and the yardage is within just over 200 yards in range um you know 230 yards oh just over oh yeah sorry math is my math is hard but anyways yeah i mean touchdowns are whether it's real football or whether it's fantasy touchdowns are pretty darn significant so if someone can get in the end zone a lot they're very valuable yeah, I guess I should have posed it as a uh, real life instead of fantasy, but uh, uh, D with the 108 reception, 1761 and 25 TDs is none other than the 1942 Green Bay Packer Don Hudson. In 11 games during that season, he had 70, oh God, I can't find where I wrote it down. Hang on. Um, oh no, I wrote down the wrong thing. No. Um, anyways, he had 17, oh no, I see it now, 74 catches. 1200 yards and 17 touchdowns in 11 games that season uh, and so prorated out to 16 that's what his stats would be um, i also just want to point out that alex williams voted for don hudson green bay great so thank you al um number one or a the other one that got a vote that was randy moss um his 2000 season um 
where he put up 17 touchdowns. Uh, B was um, Jerry Rice, 1994. Um, C was Calvin Johnson. D, Don Hudson. And E, Josh Gordon. Just had to sneak in a Josh Gordon, didn't you? I should have known better. Oh, yeah. All right. Well, that was my massive poll. A lot of numbers there. A lot of touchdowns. Go Packers. Signing off. I'm sure there's going to be at least one, if not a couple comments in there about how extrapolating data is, uh, you know, you can't do that 11 games and not 16. Don Hudson, blah, blah, blah. So just be, just, you know, be prepared for that. But we'll move on because, again, we need to not, we need to stop wasting time. We need to dedicate all the time we can to my championship match breakdown. So uh, thank you, Skybusters, for bringing us the Fantasy Zone. Very, very quickly, we'll talk Gar's Grinder. And we know Jeremy, a.k.a. Mr. Prib, he's going to love Gar's Grinder this week. And we're going to go with T. Higgins as my Gar's grinder he's got 12 receptions last week 194 yards and two teeters if you're playing if you just happen for any reason to be playing full ppr that's going to be 43.4 fantasy points uh let's just say in theory if you only beat your opponent by you know four points and uh that opponent had been in first place all year long and went 13 and one you're gonna be pretty happy with a, a, a grinder like t higgins getting you those 43 points so shout out to t higgins he's this week's guards grinder let's keep removing josh to the pod play along huh pal sure and then we can kind of, you know, rush through this one as well. But how did people do last week, Josh? And uh, what are the standings looking like? Uh, yeah, so week 16, we didn't have the highest of scores. But Jack Mihoff uh, put up a solid 142.08 for the top score. Uh, Lala Loves Football, uh, 138.94. Uh, she's still continuing to, you know, maintain her lead. And then Go Sports uh, put up 132.16. So I think... It's safe to say the top three scores this week were from women. Um, Brutal. So congrats. Um, just kidding, Jack. Love you. Um, standings, uh, not much has changed. Um, not anything has changed, including the total That's points. That's not true. Got, uh, How dare you? Lolo increased her about? lead by two points in the standings. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, 1.5 if you want to get exact. But uh, Lolo has now gotten up to 765.32 total points. Uh, Derek with 742.7. Uh, the Big Kush Man with 742.48 still. Um, we've got two weeks left, correct? Yep, just two more. Yep. Uh, two weeks left, so now is a great time for me to make my final push. Um, and you guys are screwed. Gar, who'd you have last week for stud or dud? Uh, I, the Vikings were playing the Rams. I went with uh, kind of a home down, uh, home down, a hometown hurt, uh, hurt down, if you will. And I picked Justin Jefferson as a dud. Justin Jefferson, wide receiver for the Minnesota Vikings, if you're unfamiliar, Brian. He would have been 84 hunge in FanDuel. He only got 15.6 points, 1.9 times his value, which, I mean, 15.6 points isn't bad, but when you're paying 84 hunge, you're hoping for, you know, anything 20 plus, I'd imagine. So I'd say my dud pick was pretty accurate, all things considered who do you have josh yeah. um last week i had marquise brown wide receiver for baltimore um he had the uh unfortunate task of going up against cincinnati who just could not stop scoring um he was 6400 he had 6.9 total points uh which was good for 1.1 times his value so technically a stud right no okay 
Um, so we were both wrong last week, but hey, maybe we toss out a few curveballs to make wrong. sure somebody doesn't score. How dare you? I think I was right. You think that a guy scoring twice his value is a dud? Yeah. Okay. Um, okay. Um, okay. <laughs> who do you have this, this week, week Josh? Why'd you leave it blank? I left it blank because I didn't like to write things down, and I may or may not have just pulled up uh, the hood pod play along to find out which player I should pick. And I'm now talking longer than I need to. So I could find one. And I'm going to go ahead and say Jeff Wilson, Jr. Running back for San Francisco. Well, it's 67 hunch. He's got the task of going up against Houston at home. We know Jimmy G ain't throwing the ball. Uh, Jeff Wilson, Jr. Has come off of two double digit point games. I think that he's a nice, safe play guaranteed at least 17 touchdowns. Jar, who'd you got? I mean, but Josh, do you not just see the Houston Texans throttle the Los Angeles Chargers? I mean, that I think the I think Davis Mills might be the real deal, dude. Yeah, Davis Mills doesn't play defense though. You got me. Um, but it could change the game script. Uh, game script. Anyways, I got a stud this week, Josh. I'm going nice and safe. I think I'm going with a running back from Chicago, Brian. This is David Montgomery. He's going to be only 72 hunch, which I think isn't that bad. He's going up against the New York Giants. New York Giants absolutely fucking stink. The fucking sky cam himself, Mike Glennon, is playing quarterback for them. So. Even though he can see over the entire field uh, just by standing there, uh, he's not very good at throwing the ball. So I think Dave Montgomery has, you know, a minimum 300 yards, five five touchdowns, so to speak. So I think it's a pretty safe play in the fan play along uh, this week. Josh, do you have a joke so for us? Oops, sorry, go ahead. Uh, well, just real quick here. Do you think that maybe uh, Mike Glennon would do better if he were to maybe put the football on the helmet, kind of like where the face mask is, and then use his long-ass neck to kind of get the momentum going and throw it 120 yards every play? Oh, yeah. Maybe maybe have the running back, like put a little strap on the back of his helmet and have the running back, you know, after the ball is snapped, just kind of, you know, take it back like, like a it's a slingshot or a catapult. Exactly. And then just launch that thing 80 yards. Dude, I'm in. Yeah. Urban Meyer, I found out how you get back to the NFL. Um. Anyways, moving on to Josh's Joker. I uh, didn't really pick one uh, for this week. I had planned on going on a rant uh, because going on rants is fun. It seems we get some good positive reviews, but I feel like that's too forced. So I just let the I'm just gonna let the rants come to me. Um, but my Joker of this week is probably gonna be Matt Stafford. And I heard a joke on the radio that you know um, maybe maybe this guy found his favorite water fountain. In, in Minnesota when he was a Detroit Lion and he went back there and he just licked off the Matt Stafford from Detroit Juice and that's why he turned into Detroit Lion Matt Stafford instead of the um, Los Angeles Rams Matt Stafford but three interceptions against a team that is absolute decimated in all sorts of positions absolute trash dumpster fire um, and doesn't deserve to even have a ground to walk on um, it's embarrassing for him. It's embarrassing for his team. I can't believe he threw three interceptions. They lot. Did they lose? Uh, no, they won. <laughs> <laughs> I know they won. Um, but uh, yeah, Josh is Joker. I don't know. We'll just say that. We'll say Troy Aikman too, just because he's goofy. All right. A couple Josh is Joker for you this week. We'll move into the... Uh, the segment literally everyone is waiting for it. not just me and the one live audience listener uh not yeah me and the one audience uh listener we have currently it's gonna be the hidden oaks highlights josh and i suppose we can start by talking about last week but last week's in the past and we're looking forward josh but um what, what was happening in those playoff matchups last week as you were watching from the losers bracket 
Well, I went on and I throttled my opponent. Uh, 145 to him was 72.45, so suck it. Um, I had a solid outing from Devontae Adams and A.J. Brown, who was somehow on the waiver wire, so thank you for whoever dropped that. Uh, those two guys alone probably would have gotten me the win um, if I would have tossed in you know, Jeff Wilson or the KC defense like I had. Um, other matchups that didn't matter last week, uh, you ended up squeaking by Jonathan Taylor Thomas, a.k.a. Jeremy, um, after Jonathan Taylor himself had his most pedestrian game of all time. So I'm just kind of, I'm kind of curious um, what sort of food he'd been eating the game the day before. We know that there was a Christmas um, game. It was a Christmas game. So is it, or no, was it Christmas? Yeah, it was. Um, so he probably had a bunch of that turkey, that trip to fans, slowed him down a bit. Um, and so, Gar, I just want to know how you found his address to send him that uh, slow down food, well, um, because we all know you cheated somehow. Well, Josh, when you're a fan of uh, when you're a fan of the Pat McAfee show that comes to you live five days a week from Indianapolis, Indiana, you you start to get grow connections. You start to know people. If you pay real close attention, you can learn everything you need to know. So I'm not going to divulge all my secrets, but let's just say, uh, Jonathan Taylor, I'm sorry. I had you going in another league, and uh, you doing better could have maybe got me the win, but uh, I la- I wanted this win more. So uh, shout out. Yeah, I mean, other players of note, um, Adam Thielen had gotten hurt early on. That might have changed the the way the game shook, shook up. Um, but uh, Russell Wilson is trash, always has been, always will be. Uh, Josh Allen did well for you. Um, but then running backs overall, the best, if you had told me out of these four running backs, the, the top scorer outscoring the other three combined was going to be Damian Harris. I probably would have laughed at it to you, but he had a 28-point game. Solid for Jeremy, just not enough. Um, Debo Samuel had a solid game without a touchdown for you with 28. Uh, Diggs had 21 and a half for Jeremy, which is a solid point total for him. Um, but then you had Antonio Brown, who you had picked up after I believe T had dropped um, because T is terrible at lots of things. Um, and so um, T gave you the win there, collusion amongst cousins, no big deal. But then uh, him outscoring Adam Thielen by 13 is kind of that uh, nail in the coffin. Um, Dawson Knox didn't do you a whole lot. He was sitting there with zeros for quite some time, um, but uh, he ended up getting a touchdown late, probably saved your season. Uh, Mark Andrews tried to single-handedly beat you with his 26.5-point put up. Um, But then you went ahead ahead and had uh, T. Higgins pull his pants down and just absolutely mushroom-stamp Jeremy's face with his (laughs) 43.4 points. Um, and so, uh, your flex spot, you know, saving the best for last, last Jeremy's probably scrolling through the lineup going, Oh, I've got this, I've got this square beaten. And then he sees that 43.4 and thinks it's an error that he might've had a single pass for 4.34 points, but nope, decimals in the, in the 10 slot. So 43.4 it is, um, he had Josh Palmer, who was a, a sneaky play in the flex, put up 15. Obviously not 43.4, uh, but, uh, you know, 43.4. Um, and then his defense outscored you by 14. Not quite 43.4, but still high-scoring defensive play. Oh, um, no. And then kickers were pretty even. Um, so, all in all, I'm just saying T. Higgins has got to repeat this matchup in order for you to beat Brian. Yeah, I'm pretty good at coming in second. We'll talk about that in just a bit, though. Uh, if we want to break down the other... I mean, I'm just looking at the benches. Neither, you know... I mean, obviously, if um, uh, Jeremy would have played K.J. Osborne over Adam Thielen, he would have won. But, I mean, given the you know the option to start the two, you're never starting K.J. Osborne. So, neither of us really plaxidently shot ourselves, as some other podcasts would say. So, both of us uh, pretty much had our optimum lineup, unless, you know, we, were, we would have been uh, psychic. So... Shout out, pretty good matchup. Obviously came down to the wire, but uh, you love to get the dub. 
Uh, let's move on, Josh, since you so eloquently broke down that whole matchup that I was in. I'll break down the Canup Bowl, if you will, the father versus son. Uh, you still got a lot to learn, oh, this kid. this just isn't even fair. Well, yeah, we got Skybusters playing over the hill. Skybusters literally... I yeah I don't, I don't know how graphic I should be with the with the father and son combo here, but let's just say Bradley got the spanking of his life. It was one sixty three point three five to Brad to Bradley's seventy six point eight. So Brian more than doubled his score. Brian had the high score of the week coming in Monday night after that Miami defense played, but one sixty three point three five, dude, fucking ouch. Bradley was probably feeling good after A. Raj put up twenty two, but that was really his best player, and Bradley only had one other player in the double digits, and that was Josh Jacobs. Um, so, I mean, James Robinson went down, going down almost right away for Brad. Did not help. Tyreek Hill did absolutely nothing. Keenan Allen was pedestrian. Conklin was pedestrian. A.J. Dillon was pedestrian. And then kicker and defense, you never expect too much from. Um, so, yeah, Bradley getting 76 is almost a miracle looking at this lineup. But then Brian Jalen Hurts has been pretty solid. Joe Mixon, 31.5. Justin Jackson, 34.2. That's a nice little waiver wire pickup. I don't know how long Brian's been holding him, but what a great play. CeeDee Lamb and Christian Kirk uh, only got Brian uh you know 10 and a half and 12 points respectively Gerald Everett a surprising 17 point game out of that tight end the touchdown certainly helped but then like I said the Miami defense for Brian his third best scoring player because he had two absolutely stud running backs but uh 25 points from your defense usually you win those games so um it was pretty great for Brian. Looking at Bradley's bench, there's really nothing he could have done. And uh, Brian probably had the top three running back performances of the week because he also had Rex Burkhead sitting on his bench who put up 28.9 in full PPR. So Brian was going to win this game literally no matter what. If Brian would have played Rex Burkhead in the flex over Tyler Lockett, whoo, child, that would have been uh, that would have been crazy. He would have been at, what, 180-something there? So... Oofta. Yeah. Brian. Yeah, and just, just for the, the uninitiated, Brian, Brian managed to pick up uh, Justin Jackson on the 23rd of December before the Thursday night game. Gotcha. So yeah, I mean, Eckler was questionable going into Sunday because it was uh, whether or not he was going to get off the COVID list, if I remember correctly. So um, yeah, good pickup by Brian. And I mean, he didn't need it and he could have not played, <laughs> he could have not played Justin Jackson and still won by a lot, but, uh, it's always nice to rub the score, uh, especially on your son, I imagine. So shout out to Brian for winning in a big way. Uh, we don't really need to break up the rest of the matchups from last week because none of them are too eventful. I will just mention that Josh, obviously you winning your game, uh, you decided the right week to actually play a good team because had you lost that game, you would have been playing in the dumpster bowl and for the dumpster fire medallion so i'm sure you're acutely aware because you love the system we have now and not the loser of the regular season instead but had you lost that game you'd be playing for the dumpster fire medallion right now josh good for me yeah no i actually had no idea um just so happens i played the guy who had the lowest scoring game um which is pretty nice brian you managed to play the guy with the second lowest scoring game so good for you all right, we will quick do the Hunger Games bit because we did not do it uh, last week, and we'll just kill off everyone who is... Uh... Well, hang on here. Oh, go ahead. I still have a game left. I have a chance. Oh. <laughs> a chance for what exactly, Josh? Pride. Well, pride's what it's all about. But yeah, we will go ahead and we'll kill off the um, all the playoff teams we haven't killed off yet just because last week the matchups weren't done. So I'll play this, and it might be pretty quiet. Oh, that's not what I want to play. How embarrassing. What kind of podcast are we running here? All right. We will say goodbye to... In no particular order, Bradley Knoop. He tried his best. 
Eric Szymanski couldn't get it done. Jesse Morset smells really bad. Nikita Mitchell wasn't good enough. Jeremy Pribernow, you stink, pal. Better luck next year. Yay, Josh, we did the bit. All right, uh, so that was that, Josh. We have uh, five matchups that matter this week, or five matchups that are still playing for something. I know that's probably not the case in most leagues, and we won't really go through the you know the four other matchups that aren't the championship. But do you just want to briefly run down that list and what all the the other matchups are and what they're playing for? Yeah, so the losers consolation bracket playing for twenty five dollars and five more ping pongies um, is the hot chip time machine, aka Willie versus T. That's hilarious. Uh, the winners consolation, uh, which is the fifth place game, playing playing for two more ping pongs. Uh, that's Go Joe Barrow, which is Eric Landvik versus Tim Mitchell. Uh, that's my lovely wife Nikita. Um, third place game playing for fifty dollars is Brad versus. Jeremy dumpster bowl and playing to not get the dumpster fire medallion is catch 22 um derwick and oh nope, that's hammer to you catch 22 derwick hammer <laughs> and playing against garrett henry gonna give it to you um and then the hidden oaks mega bowl winner gets 300 dollars. second gets 150 cents um we've got the alan parsons project at skybusters yeah, I wanted to go back and look and see how often the one and the two seed don't make it to the ship. I'm sure it's more it happens more often than not. But we got the number five seed in the playoffs playing the number three seed. Neither of us had buys because only one team has a buy in this league. But um yeah, Josh, I mean we're gonna sit here and we're gonna break down the players and break down the matchups, but um first thought, uh, how badly am I gonna lose to Brian? Honestly, I don't think you're gonna lose. Ugh. Josh, that was the correct answer. Good job. Yeah, I just I feel like your team is actually starters, and and he's he, unless he has some pretty solid waiver wire pickups or you know Eckler's out again, um, it's going to be a struggle. Um, right now, it looks like you're projected to win by 18, um, and so you know that's pretty solid. But you know Dalvin Cook at Green Bay, yikes, that's going to be toughing. You know he's that's you know he hasn't that's, done well that's against Green he, Bay. That's if he comes back too. It's not it's not a guarantee. Yeah. No. Um, yeah, overall, I like your team. I think that this is the year you get the monkey off your back. You finally get that championship. Um, hopefully, we don't have to hear about it too often. Um, I know you'll probably bring it up <laughs> You're as funny, often as Josh. you can. Um, but, uh, yeah. All right, well, I mean... I just, yeah. All right, so initial thoughts. Josh thinks I'm going to win. I mean, we'll just sit here and we'll go through it, though, since uh, that's what I'm sure Brian's here for. We got the QB matchup is Josh Allen versus Atlanta, and then Jalen Hurts at Washington. I mean, obviously, on paper, Josh Allen and Atlanta, you're sitting there and licking your lips, um, and Jalen Hurts has been pretty solid with his rushing uh, attack as well this year. But, uh, I mean, Josh, you think the advantage goes to Josh Allen pretty much. Um, no questions, right? The only thing that would suck is if they get out ahead too much and he just doesn't play the fourth quarter because then Jalen Hurts is going to get that garbage time points against Washington and all that jazz. So, you know, you kind of want Josh Allen to pace himself. 
Right, yeah, that would be the dream for sure. Maybe Matty Ice throws a couple touchdowns early, so then, you know, uh, Buffalo has to beat them by 40, but they don't get, the, you know, up 20 until the fourth quarter. We'll see. Uh, the RB1 matchup, we've got Dalvin Cook versus Joe Mixon. Certainly, I think anyone would argue that Dalvin Cook has the higher ceiling in a vacuum, but Joe Mixon has been very, very reliable this year, and he's one of the best running backs in a fantasy. So, you know, Dalvin Cook will be coming off 10 days rest, so that could be good. He also won't have practice, though, again, if he plays. I mean, I think even though I'm projected more with Dalvin Cook, I mean, I think I'd rather have Joe Mixon if I got to choose between the two. What would you think? Yeah, I'd probably go with uh, Joe Mixon too, just because he had he's coming off of a solid week, um, and he, you know, they're playing KC, who their defense has been solid, but um, Cincinnati's offense has been solid, so it'll be interesting to see. Um, I will point out that Del or not Delvin, um, Joe Mixon has had a few games in which he scored more than uh, 25 points. Um, and only one of them, he had backed up his solid performance with another solid performance. That is interesting of note. So I guess we'll see how that goes. The RB2s, I got Tony Pollard, who's been a pretty solid RB2 in full PPR. Never anything too flashy. I think he's had one or two big games, but he's been, he's had a pretty solid floor of like 8 to 10 points. So that's you know pretty much what I'm praying for at this point. They're playing Arizona. Hopefully that's more of a shootout type game. And then Tony Pollard can get a bunch of passing work. And then Justin Jackson, that's obviously plenty of question marks with Austin Eckler. I do believe Austin Eckler is set to come back. Um, so Justin Jackson could get swapped out for Rex Burkhead. But I think, Josh... Unless we expect Rex Burkhead to put up, you know, 30 against San Fran, you'd probably take Pollard over Jackson or Burkhead. Yeah, no, I would. Um, you know, but then he also, Brian has opportunities to add players too. Obviously, the waiver wire still exists. There's, for sure. There's guys who are, you know, filling in for people who are hurt or on the COVID list. So he's probably going to keep his eye on that. Uh, I see that there are a few guys available um, that I might add um, or that I would add if I were him. But uh, he's got that going for him. Um, but yeah, I would say Pollard over who he's currently gotten. All right, what about this one? Currently, Debo Samuel's projected less than CeeDee Lamb. Debo Samuel playing Houston, CeeDee Lamb playing Arizona. Uh, he has Lamb, I have Samuel. Who'd you rather have there? Or who do you think probably, is... Go ahead. Probably Debo, just based on the uh, previous weeks that he's had. Um, so, you said they're playing Houston? Yep. Yeah, I would say, I mean, honestly, I think that these two are probably going to be pretty close. Arizona has, has been struggling, and then Dallas, Dak has been lighting it up. So I think that they'll probably be the two closest scorers on the on the playing field. But, uh, yeah, that's my take on it. But I do think Debo would etch out CeeDee Lamb. Well, that's what, I'm, said, that's what I'm praying for. Christian Kirk is on Brian's team playing at Dallas, speaking of Arizona. And then I've got Antonio Brown playing the Jets. That could go one of many ways. It depends on whether or not uh, Mike Evans comes back. It depends on how Brashad Perryman does. It depends on are the Buffalo, or not, sorry, are the Buccaneers up by 50 in the first quarter, depending on what Antonio Brown's going to do. But, you know, in a vacuum, I think Antonio Brown you'd rather have over Christian Kirk. Or do you think that Arizona-Dallas game is going to be such a shootout that Kirk is going to get plenty of looks? No, I'd rather have Antonio Brown. Yep. Um, I think Kirk's benefit, Kirk has benefit since uh, what's his DeAndre Hopkins isn't. Um, so I do think that he is a solid play or a solid you know player to have. But uh, overall, yeah, I'd, I'd rather have Antonio Brown. He's coming off of a solid game last week too. Oh, yeah, 10 receptions after you've been gone for, what, two, two and a half months? I don't think anyone's going to say no to that. Um 
And this one, so he has Travis Kelsey on the bench, so I mean, he's going to be projected. He what put is him that? in on mine. Oh, okay. I'm, I must not have refreshed. But So it's Dawson Knox versus Travis Kelsey. I mean, we, the matchups have been leaning my way mostly. Obviously, anyone who's anyone is going to take Travis Kelsey at Cincinnati versus Dawson Knox and Atlanta. Um, obviously, I've got the stack there with Josh Allen, but it doesn't matter. Travis Kelsey's been the number one tight end for, like, what, 80 years running? So Travis Kelsey should smoke Dawson Knox. Yep, that's I'd I'd say that is safe to say. Um, yeah, and then in flex you've got T Higgins. Um, I don't know if you know this, but he put up like forty three point four points last week. Um, and then Tyler Lockett is in Brian's flex. Um, T Higgins is projected two points more than Tyler Lockett. Um, I I think that that's fair. I think that Seattle is just an absolute trash panda um, scratching his bum on a dumpster right now. Um, so I don't like any Seattle players. Sure. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I have uh, Terry McLaurin on my bench. I almost didn't have the courage to play T Higgins over Terry McLaurin, but Terry's just been so bad this year. I think I have to keep Higgins in for the ship. Uh, the Seattle defense is not someone I'm really proud to have, but they're playing Detroit. So I've just been holding them over since last week. And then the Miami defense, Brian could definitely switch his top right now. He has Miami playing Tennessee. I can't imagine that's a matchup you'd want to play, but it's possible out of Brian, but we won't talk about it because I assume Brian's going to try and switch that out. And then kickers, we don't care too much about. But anything else you see on Brian's bench? Like you're not going to, you're obviously not going to swap out Carson Wentz, especially if he's got COVID over Jalen Hurts. And I don't think I'm going to swap out anyone on my bench for any of my starters. So pretty much the lineup we went through is going to be the lineup uh, we end up with, I'd imagine. Yeah, I would think that that's the case unless Brian adds a guy here or there and, um, make some changes but uh he I, I did see here he put in rex burkhead and has travis kelsey in there so now the line is you're projected to win by three um bring it so, on so yeah but uh overall looks like it's going to be a fun matchup can't wait to complain about who wins oh yeah brian could be getting his first ship here it's just his th- um what junior season so to speak his third season in this league he's made the playoffs i think all three years if i remember remembering correctly and then i've obviously been here since og 2014 of this particular league iteration and i came in second place in 2019 two years ago and i came in second place in 2017 four years ago so am i just going to be destined to come in second every other year josh is that my new thing uh, has destiny already decided for me didn't you come in last place in 2020 or second place in 2020? In 2020, no. Came in oh, second yeah, place right. in 2019 Derek and 2017. Yeah, that's right. Okay. Yeah. But yeah, we'll see. Sometimes. We'll see what fate has decided. But we'll keep moving. We've talked enough. I think I got my fill of time. And Brian, hopefully that was satisfactory for you as well as a loyal listener and as a championship player. Josh, we're moving on to the medical minute, and I had, you know, I'd thrown it up to you since we're talking about, you know, NFL. Um, I wasn't sure if Jamie was going to get in on time because um, she hadn't done anything yet this morning when I was texting you about it. Um, but we got the NFL playoffs, we got fantasy championships coming up, and so I just, as someone who has a, you know, a psychology degree with honors, as you don't let people forget, uh, maybe you could speak to even a little bit of, um, you know, what is, you know, what sort of psychological anything kind of separates winners from losers or what do you do to try and prepare yourself for big moments stuff like that and i guess i don't actually know if you prepared to talk about that at all but um i'll prompt you now in case you did um yeah much like my uh college education i just kind of go with the flow and kind of wing it so that's kind of my uh um philosophy on 
the discussion for the medical minute today. I have been to the doctor, so I can say I am one. Um, and so we'll just get right into it with the psychology of fantasy sports. Uh, the more hatred and self-loathing you possess, the better you likely will do. So if you're having a great time with your personal life, your work life and all that stuff, you're probably going to struggle when it comes to um, setting a lineup. Um, as we see myself losing so many matchups this year, I just have a child. So I'm in, I'm in a very high place. Um, I knew I was going to have a child going into the season, which just kind of affected everything. That's going to be the psychological impact on this. Um, granted, you could say that my wife had the same sort of situation as me, and she did better, but she was carrying that child and therefore getting his absorbed brain power. Um, I'm, you know, I'm a doctor. You can trust me. Um, yeah, no, Walters, it's fine. You can use yourself as an excuse for you being bad too because you just got your ass kicked by uh, Foster because Foster did the self-deprecating thing way before you, so good job, Foster. Um, but anyways, as far as the overall psychology goes, uh, be a good sport. Start Tim Patrick. Um, he got me my championship in 2018. Um, and Dirty needles can be rinsed under the sink for 13 seconds and reused. Merry Christmas. <laughs> All right, well, Josh, I wasn't sure what you were going to say, uh, so I wanted to leave that with you. Uh, Jamie did send something in, too, though, so let's hear what Jamie has to say. She doesn't talk about the same thing exactly. Jamie actually talks about happiness hormones, so let's hear about that from Jamie. Hey, guys. Dr. Jamie Hammer here to talk about this week's Medical Minute. I got the request to prepare for the upcoming end of the NFL season and the championships in our fantasy football league, learning a little bit more about how happiness works in the body. So I decided to talk about happiness hormones. There are four main chemicals that tell your brain that you're happy. Um, one of the most common ones is dopamine. This is your pleasure, reward, and motivation hormone. Um, people will notice that they have dopamine releasing when they complete a task that they've been working towards, for example, completing the end of their fantasy season, when they win, when they take good care of themselves, eat good food, listen to good music. Um, but dopamine is also released when people are gambling and that little reward trigger that people get when they see those gold dollar signs pop up on their screen. Um, dopamine is really helpful in memory and learning. So how do you stimulate it? You participate in some of these activities that trigger it, like winning, which will be difficult for you, Garlic. What the fuck? Uh, another one of the happiness hormones, number two we'll talk about, is oxytocin. Oxytocin is the love hormone. Um, this is released in things such as cuddling with your family, holding a baby, seeing cute puppies. Also, it's really important in bonding and creating trusting relationships. How do you trigger oxytocin? How do you get more of it in your life? Um, sex is a great way to stimulate this, but also random acts of kindness. Holding the door open for someone can cause your brain to secrete a little bit more of that oxytocin and produce happiness in your brain. The third hormone we'll talk about is endorphins. This is the body's natural painkiller. It's released when you laugh, it's released when you exercise, and it's also released when you eat. Um, this leads obviously to quite a bit of addiction. This is the same sort of hormone that's complicated in drug addiction, and also leads to people um, getting that runner's high after they're done exercising, and people who are addicted to running marathons are addicted to um, eating and get a little bit of pleasure reward from that. And this also has a lot to do with um, pain sensitization, so people who aren't able to participate in this might feel more um, depression symptoms and more sensitivity towards pain. It's also kind of theorized that fibromyalgia is due to a lack of endorphins. 
And finally, my absolute favorite happiness hormone is serotonin. I talk about serotonin all the time with my patients who are experiencing depression. But the thing that's interesting about serotonin is it doesn't necessarily mean that you're not happy. It means that you have a more unstable mood. I think the perfect example of this is bipolar disorder, somebody who's both up and down. And really the goal is to just be sort of wiggling in the middle ground with good days and bad days, but not these drastic swings that people who are experiencing bipolar disorder have. How do you get yourself more serotonin? Exposure to the sun and nature, participating in outdoor hiking, meditating, running, all release serotonin. Um, This is a hormone that's very important in helping your body regulate sleep and appetite, which are things that are dysfunctional when people are experiencing symptoms of depression as well. So you heard it here first. How do you experience happiness in the brain? You win, you eat, you run, and you have sex. I hope you guys have enjoyed learning a little bit about happiness and good luck this week. All right, first of all, can we talk about Jamie just absolutely attacking me? Is that necessary? Yeah, no, I thought it was uh thought it was funny. I mean, I'll allow her to attack Bradley, I'll allow her to attack Jesse, I'll allow her to attack all these other hoodlums, but I'm very sensitive, Josh, and I'm the host of the goddamn show. Kind of, I mean, kind of unbelievable that she's picking Brian and Brian Vigar. I'm just, just saying it's kind of fucked up, that's all. But uh, yeah, happiness hormones, Josh. I mean, I'm sure, obviously, you've fucked at least once in your life, you've got a kid, um, you eat, you exercise, do you find yourself happy pretty often? I mean, you won't get any you know, happiness from winning this year um, from any of your leagues, but um, you'll have to find happiness other ways. Are you going to be successful at doing so? Yeah, I just want to go ahead and point out that she basically said the exact same thing I did, so um, copycatter. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, those things are true. Um, but then again, it makes me happy when people lose. So what does that mean? Ooh, that's good. That's, you know, maybe <laughs> I won't even go there. Uh, but yeah, I mean, Josh already <laughs> talked a little bit and then Jamie obviously pretty much explained everything she needed to. So Josh and I don't really need to throw too much commentary over the top, but, uh, if you're struggling with happiness, um, you know, Jamie just gave you some great reason or some great ways to uh, try and get those hormones going your way. Some of those happiness hormones. Some of us don't exercise. Some of us don't fuck. Some of us don't uh, do, ha- you know, most of those things listed. So I guess I'll just have to keep eating. I'm sure that'll just keep fulfilling my happiness, right? That was one of the things on the list. So uh, if I'm not winning, if I'm not doing anything else, I guess if I just keep eating, happiness will never leave me. Uh, that's the advice I feel like I just got from Jamie. So we'll move on. Uh, thank you so much, Dr. Jamie Hammer. I think we'll have her do one more. As of right now, we kind of have the two more pods planned. Um, so we'll probably hear from Jamie at least one more time. And then Josh and I had roughly talked about off-season pods, but I don't know if those will happen or not because Josh is a kid now. But those are discussions for another time. Let's move into the fave Farve, Josh. And we have someone who's sponsoring our whole last show. He's also sponsoring this segment. Who is bringing us the fave Farve this week, Josh? Nick Man Walters. Can you, all right, Josh, because he paid us money, I'm going to ask you to say one nice thing about Panic Man Walters. Um, from what I understand, he has a very great um, trash removal company. Oh, good for him. That's pretty good. Proud of you, Walters. Um, and just, I mean, obviously, people can see the clock. Normally, we end pretty strictly at six tonight. 
we're ta- we were talking about the championship and this and that. Tonight we are going to go past six. I don't know how much longer. We'll try and cut it off without going too long. But in case anyone's worried, we're going to end a little late tonight and we're going to go over our usual hour. Uh, but while I keep rambling, I was doing that so I could get the, ready for the Fave Farve. Uh, this week's topic, Josh, is satisfying sounds. And we have three fan submissions. So the segment is totally not dead. Um but let's go ahead and hear the first one. Uh, we have uh, submissions from Brian, Walters, and Al. And, uh, you know, I, it was hard for me to pick which order we should go in, but I think we'll go ahead and we'll listen to Brian first. So let's hear Brian's Faye Favre Satisfying Sounds. Hi, this is Brian with my Faye Favre for the week. Satisfying Sounds. Is he dying? Number four. Jeremy. Turkey gobbling. When you're sitting in your turkey blind and you hear a turkey gobble. It startles the heart. Number three, hearing a branch break while sitting on your deer stand. You sit there all day thinking that might be a deer, that might be a deer, that might be a deer. And when you hear the sound of a deer breaking a branch, you know exactly what it is. Number two is ducks dive bombing you from behind. All you hear is the the rush of the of the wind through their wings as they come over your head. It is awesome. And my number one favorite satisfying sound is just the marsh in the dark in the morning while you're waiting for the sun to come up. All the sounds that you hear, best place in the world to be. Thanks. Ooh, Brian, uh, I love Brian very much, but I would definitely go on a limb and say Brian's voice was not a satisfying sound this week. But, um, Josh, what do you, what do you, obviously a lot of nature. Brian's a guy who thinks nature's pretty neat. I'm sure he likes to shake the ground up, get things moving a little bit, maybe get some tree poop on his tootsies from time to time. But what do you think about that pretty much all outside nature list for Brian? Yeah, I mean, it goes with his theme of outside. So yeah, I think that that's uh, kind of an, a list to be expected. Um, I like it. I'm trying to picture a lot of those sounds and. Um, you know, it's, it, it, yeah, yeah, I can see where they're satisfying. Um, on the other side, I could also see where they're terrifying. You know, if you're maybe a teenager and you're in a horror movie, that's probably, those are the sounds you don't want to hear. Um, but yeah, should we move on? Yeah, let's move on. So we, the, our last two submissions are both from self-acclaimed sound guys. But since, in my mind, it makes sense that since we've been talking about Walter so much, the show he since he sponsored us, I thought you know even Walters would agree. We'll give Al the we'll give Al the one victory. We'll give Al the walk-off shot for the fans. So since we've talked about Walter so much already, um, even though he was generous enough to sponsor, we're gonna go ahead and hear Walter's Faye Favre satisfying sound next. So Walter's make us proud. It's your boy, Walters, here coming at you with Fave Farb Satisfying Sounds. My honorable mentions will start off with a golf ball dropping in the hole. That's always satisfying. Uh, How about the sound of popcorn popping in a microwave? The voiceover from Unreal Tournament or Halo when they say double kill. Or how about that satisfying sound of a team wipe in Warzone? On to number five, a crackling fire. Number three, crickets from a sound machine. I fall asleep to those every night. Number two, the victorious POD intro. And number one, Fave Favre, teeth chattering by Josh and Garlic when I'm about to win back-to-back championships in the Deflate These Balls Dynasty League. Let's go! 
Uh, gross. Josh, have you ever been a sound machine guy? Um, no, but Azure is, so um, I'm 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 beginning to see their benefit. Nice little distraction from the the real world. Um, yeah, but no, um, not not so much myself. I run the fan at night. That's my sound machine. Sure, dual now, purpose, you know. And are your teeth chattering when Walters goes ahead and wins back to back in the Dynasty League, and then the league resets again? Not at all. Um, I'm actually pulling for him to win so we can reset and I can actually get a team with running backs because I'm sick and tired of trotting out David Johnson or um, Trashy McGee. David Johnson or Trashy McGee. All right. Well, thank you so much for calling in, Walters. Uh, We appreciate your list as always. Let's go ahead and hear from the sound guy, a.k.a. Audio Al. Let's hear his Faye Favre satisfying sounds, and I'm sure one of them is going to be the dying Faye Favre or something, but I don't want to ruin his jokes uh, more than I already have. Let's hear Al's list. What's up, guys? This is Al coming at you live with my Faye Favre of soothing sounds. Uh, number four, we'll go with flowing water. It's just nice and soothing. Uh, number three, just just some classic piano, just in the background, white noise. Number two, nothing but that sweet, sweet sound of a swish when you, you hit a three in basketball. And last but not least, my favorite soothing sound is the silence that you hear at Lambeau Field when the Vikings take down the Packers next week. Let's go. Oh, boy. Josh, uh, basketball make your list or your honorable mentions? You've shot a lot of hoops in your day. You love that uh, swoosh sound? Uh, it didn't make my list. Um, I, I mean, if I were, I would have had it with the chain link uh with the chain net uh i think those sound better but um i guess in coon Rapids, i don't even know why al has that because he lives in coon rapids and they have their nets stolen from the basketball courts so they play without them usually uh gotcha and uh are you worried about uh you know lambo being uh very quiet and very satisfying when the vikings go in and win this weekend on sunday night yeah, no, my teeth are chattering nonstop. I'm uh, terrified that that's going to happen. Um, it, uh, you know, it, it would totally ruin my uh, playoff hopes. Oh, wait, no, it won't because they're already in the playoffs, suck it, nerd. <laughs> oh, boy. Well, then, then Al just uh, Al just docks himself. Love that. Um, anyways, thank you so much, Al, for your list. I thought it was a good list. Um, Josh, that just leaves you and I for our Faye Favre satisfying sounds. And uh, based on your enthusiasm so far tonight and how much I've talked about how great I am, I'm going to go ahead and give you the walk-off shot. I think you've earned it. I think you deserve it. I'm sure you put so much time and effort into your list, and that's time and effort that I did not put into my list. So, Josh, I'll go ahead and go first unless you have any objections. Uh, nope, you can go ahead. All right, couple honorable mentions. Um, 
I do I do like the when we used to go camping as kids I do like the kind of the swampy sound at night you got the frogs you got you know various bugs I couldn't even identify toads whatever else just kind of that that nature sound when you're out there kind of by a swamp or a marsh as Brian was putting it could be the same as the morning sound I'm I'm particularly picturing it at night because when I was a kid I was definitely trying to sleep in and not be awake when all those noises were going on obviously morning birds chirping those are always nice I used to be getting up a lot of early mornings and hearing hearing those first uh those early birds getting the worms uh, i just appreciate their little saying and their little song and but my number five uh, satisfying sound it's going to be a, probably a weird one for most other people but when i was a kid um, if anyone's not familiar with my house my dad's bedroom is on one side the bathroom is in between us and then my bedroom is on the other side of the bathroom and for whatever reason um, when i was a kid when my dad would get up in the morning and he would start taking a shower just the sound of the water going through the wall because the shower head in the water would be on my you know my bedroom wall going into the shower just that that sound I don't know why, but that sound, I would, I would wake up to it, but it, all, it would always be soothing and satisfying and whatever else. So just the sound of the water going through the wall um, when my dad was taking a shower in the morning. For whatever reason, that's a sound that's stuck in my mind forever. And so, yeah, it's going to make my fave Favre list because uh, of what it means to me. So that's my number five sound, Josh. What do you got for honorable mentions and then your Favre? Um, I just want to point out that you're... Farve is your dad showering. Okay. Um, it's okay to be jealous. My <laughs> uh, my honorable mention. Uh, we talked a little bit about it with uh, the you know the contact of uh, a, or did we talk about a wood bat in baseball making solid contact? I have that as an honorable mention. Uh, the sound of loons, a loon call at night on a on a calm lake is always nice. Um, I like the sound of um, music. It's a decent movie, um, a little bit old timey, but uh, makes an honorable mention. You're so stupid. Um, Sound of Silence is a pretty good song, um, and then moving into my number five, I've got uh, the mechanical keyboard clacking. If you're typing and you get that little click, click, clack, clack, clack. Um, if you have the you know the mechanical keyboard with the blue switches, which are the little bit louder ones, uh, have a little bit better feedback when you type. Um, yeah, that that is kind of it's it's music to my ears. It's it's nice. It's calming. Um, and it's not, yeah. <laughs> Rock on, Josh. You and your mechanical keyboard just rocking and uh, rocking it out. All right, my number three satisfying sound. Um, I really love, for whatever reason, um, oh my God, it just left my head and I have it written down. Hold on, give me one second. I gotta go back to my list. This one's a classic. Sorry about that delay. It's just uh, the sound of crashing waves. Whether you're sitting on a lake or you're sitting on uh, by the ocean, as I recently was, definitely some recency bias in here. But just the sounds of waves crashing against the shore. You sit there and you close your eyes. I mean, it's very classic when you're going to get a massage. You're re- listening to those relaxation tapes. The sound of waves crashing is, for whatever reason, just so, so, so satisfying. So um, that's my number three sound is uh, waves crashing. Uh, my number three, it's going to be a uh, a sound we're all familiar with, um, and I'm not going to get too specific with it, um, but it's kind of obvious that I'm going towards um, bacon, um, but I'm going to go ahead and just say meat sizzle. Um, that sizzle of a meat when you put it on a grill or bacon when you put it in the pan, um, it's just, you know... It, it's a Pavlovian response to where I start drooling and my, my pants start getting a little tight. So, um, but that meat sizzle is my third on my list. 
It is a very sa very satisfying sound. I was surprised we did not hear Meat Sizzle mentioned in the other three entrants, just because I know they all love Meat themselves. I mean, but j j you know, to go on that, to build on that, Jim Gaffigan has a great bit that the sound of bacon in a pan or bacon on a griddle or bacon wherever, it's the sound of applause, you know, when you get just that's, uh, it's more of a louder sizzle and it's like, yay, bacon, you know, it's just sitting there and it's giving itself and uh, you, your future joy round of applause. So I appreciate that Meat Sizzle mention. My number two is kind of a cop-out. It's kind of a general answer, but people will know exactly what I'm talking about when I am saying it, so I'm comfortable not being too specific with this one. But my number two satisfying sound um, is it's usually in 80s music, but not uh, always, but it's just that synthy sound, that kind of synth wave when they're rocking on their sound machines, pianos, whatever exactly is uh, bringing us this sound. Just when, when I hear that synthy sound, and people know it when they hear it. It's just so, it just sounds so cool to me and so good. I've never been a real articulate music guy, never been a lyric guy, so I listen to the music instead, and that synth sound is so specific, and it's just so, I, I, I'm not smart enough to describe it, but it's so satisfying to me, and so that's why it's my number two, synth sounds. Josh, you're number two. My number two is the sound of thunder rolling. Um, get that long, loud thunder roll, uh, you know, and I'm talking... And, and then the rain pitter-pattering on the glass doors or on the roof of the house. Um, even camping in a camper in a tent, if you're brave enough to do that and you hear the rain on that and then thunder around, just love that sound. Um, the louder, the better. I mean, I'm talking, you know, you want it to feel like you're in the epicenter of that storm. Um, I, want, I want you to, whenever the thunder strikes and the lightning hits, I want you to think, did that hit me? And then, yeah, I, I just love that sound. All Half right. the time this year, I was hoping it did hit me because my fantasy season was over from the get-go. Always bringing it full circle, Josh. That's why we appreciate you. And uh, and we'll let the thunder roll after that. And the lightning strike. No, I'm just kidding. Um, my number one sound, Josh, it's it's very classic. It's very cliche, so to speak. But um, when you're sitting there, it could be in your backyard, could be at a playground somewhere, could be uh, pretty much anywhere in the world that has uh, wind and has trees, but just the sound of a, a soft breeze, not a, not a super hard breeze, but a soft breeze rustling, just enough to rustle those leaves. It's just so peaceful. I can think of so many times, um, I can think of so many times where you're just sitting there, like I said, in the backyard or at Sharon's daycare or whatever, and we're just chilling. You close your eyes, you just listen to those, you know, just the slight rustle of the leaves. It's probably a nice spring or summer day that's not too hot, because otherwise, you know, why am I outside? But it's just so satisfying. And uh, that's why it's cliches, because so many people love it. But I am one of those people, and I will be cliche for this list. My number one Faith Farf sound is tree leaves rustling in the wind. Josh, you're number one. Tree leaves rustling in the wind. Have a good night. No, I'm just kidding. Um, I do like that noise. Um, that probably should have made my Faith Farve is that soft breeze. Um, but I'm going to go ahead and say that... Uh, there's just something about classical music and like a good string band or a string orchestra um, playing, uh, violins and cellos especially. Um, it's my favorite when they mess up and it's that loud, long, and it sounds just so untuned. That just relaxes me like no other. <laughs> As someone with a psychology degree, can you very quickly break down why that is so satisfying to you? Well, you know, if you could spell it right, then maybe, Walters, they would. Um, but uh, no, I'm just kidding. I, I love the sound of just, you know, an orchestra playing. Sure. You know, close my eyes and just kind of imagine myself melting away. Um, but yeah. 
That is my fave sound. That's a pretty good list out of you, Josh. And obviously we want to wrap it up because we've already gone over and I'm sure Josh's dinner sitting there waiting for him. But we've only got one more fave far of topic and I want to make sure we get this right. Because at the very beginning of the year, maybe even the summer before we started doing pods, I saw you had put in for the last week because we wanted to try and do a good one. Obviously, we'd never top the Faye Favre Hidden Oaks moments from last year, so people will be disappointed uh, no matter what. But you had put the Faye Favres of 2021, and now sometimes you just type in things and don't think about them for four months after. So do you want to do that, the Faye Favre of the Faye Favres of 2021? Or would you rather do the one I suggested from the random list, which is school lunches? What are you feeling? I think we should put it up to a vote to the people who are currently listening. What should we do, folks? Put it in the chat. Well, so describe your. Well, so what would your your Fay Farve of twenty twenty ones be? They would just list out their topics, the the topics that were their Fay Farves. Yeah, and then maybe a reason why. All right. Well, uh, people can let us know. Otherwise, the so I guess your two options are either the, your Fay Farves of twenty twenty one or your classic school lunches. I thought that one would be a pretty good one to bring you back to the OG days eating lots of school lunches at public school so let us know in the chat yeah al's got a point al's got a point we'd have to have a memory of all the death of in the fave farve so let's just do school lunches okay it has been decided um to the fave farve for next week the topic is school lunches and uh i guarantee everyone has popcorn chicken on their list so i'll go ahead and ruin people's list now but um but popcorn chicken fucking slaps. Uh, I'll be reminding people throughout the next week, but don't forget about our raffle. I know the Fave Favre has kind of died off here, but every single person who's called in this year has got those raffle entries, and you'll be winning a swag basket. You'll probably be, right now it's looking like that swag basket's going to be a pennant. It's going to be a hat. And it's going to be at least one t-shirt, maybe a second t-shirt. We do have a couple designs. We haven't uh, spoiled those yet. I was kind of waiting to let the you know the winner see the designs first, and then they can kind of pick which one they want. So, And then maybe we'll sell shirts after that. We'll have to see what kind of demand there is and see if, what kind of money it would cost to do that. But, uh, yeah, you're definitely going to get a t-shirt, a hat, and I believe a pennant. Um, so, you know, get those last-minute entries in for some of our classic listeners like Brad, Jesse, Jamie, Hammer, who don't really call in uh, too often, but you can still get four more entries by doing a station identification like we listen to at the beginning of every show. So that's an easy four entries you can still get um, to, if, you're, if you care at all about winning that swag basket. So don't forget about doing all that. Thank you one more time, Panic Man Walters, for bringing us the Faye Favre. And then going into the outro, thank you again, Panic Man Walters, for sponsoring the whole ass show. It's not that expensive to do. It only costs Walters $20. And we talked about him pretty much the entire show, which, um, which I know his head has only grown exponentially, if that's even possible. Josh, uh, you got any final words for the folks? We got New Year's coming up between now and the next pod. We, I believe we have two more podcasts at least before our season, quote-unquote, is done. Uh, any, anything else you want to say to the folks out there? Go Packers. All right, Packers, you better go. And then uh, don't forget about our Discord, anchor.fm slash hoodpod for those uh, raffle entries or hiddenoaksoverdose at gmail.com. Hiddenoaksoverdose.com is going to be updated sometime soon with a new league champion. We appreciate you all for listening. We appreciate all of you for coming out. And, uh, you know, we really love doing this podcast. And uh, we wish you the very best in your new year. Have a good night, everybody. Sit quietly. You exit so quietly, Josh.